Hello, Degenerates, and welcome back to another episode of Degenerates Drinking Coffee. I'm your host, Nick fucking Ginter, and I would like to start off this episode by saying, holy fuck, was I right or what? 2020 got us all nice and lubed up, and now 2021 is straight up railing us out harder than Christopher Reeves' horse fucked him back in 95. Side note, I'm actually terrified of horses, have never liked them, and the fact that they paralyze Superman is always, you know, just kind of stuck with me. Same goes for stingrays, especially after they schwacked our boy the crocodile hunter, so fuck them as well. Uh, anyway, uh, I'll come out and say it right now. This episode's going to be a little spicy, all right? It's going to be... Uh, it's going to be wild. It's going to deal with that big, stinky, nasty, hard-to-look-at P-word. And by that, I mean politics. Why? Uh, well, you know, this is a pretty sig significant moment in our history. And uh, Democrats now effectively run the federal government uh, following my state's runoff election. Uh, I'm also going to be talking about a subject that a lot of you fucking dudes need to hear uh, as you're walking into 2021. Uh, and, and don't give me that excuse of, well, Nick, it's, it's already like two weeks into the fucking new year. Don't worry. It's not too late to stop being a fucking beta quickly. And I mean, very quickly, but I just got to say it. Thank you to those of you who have messaged me on Instagram with feedback, bought merchandise from degeneratesltd.com and shared the podcast. You know, I want to keep this project ad free and because of you guys that's been made possible. So please keep it up, uh, next. And I'm, and I'm so tickled to fucking bring this up some fucking walnut decided to uh, assign a gender to a word that is Latin for so be it. And as someone who studies subjects that deal with a lot of Latin, I thought this was incredible. I mean, not to mention, I'm pretty sure, uh, you know, Latin is pretty common in this little thing called government. So the fact that a representative, which, by the way, Missouri elected, uh, ended a prayer with something as idiotic as a man and a woman makes me really question how qualified you have to be to represent the people. Uh, if you have no, no clue what I'm talking about, uh, Representative Emanuel Cleaver, Democrat and complete fucking walnut, closed the 117th Congress opening prayer by altering the traditional ending of amen to amen and a woman. Personally, I, I think this was a really cringeworthy play to demonstrate, you know, he he and his party really value equality. And and don't get me wrong, equality's pretty fucking hot, man. All right, I'm all about it. But but this attempt at, at pandering was just so fucking off that even Susan B. Anthony probably let out an oof in her grave. So here's some more phrases that are similar to what old cockface Cleaver said. All right, so uh, German and German-woman listeners, thank you for your support. Hope you guys liked my last podcast about not following COVID-19 mandates and wool mandates. Make sure, uh, you know, when you go out to eat, ask for a menu and a wool menu. Uh, last but not least, ladies, I, I don't recommend you listen to this when you women straight because it will likely piss you off even more. Uh, well, I feel like I've pissed off enough people within the first few minutes of the podcast, so let's sit back, regroup for a second. And try some coffee and talk about some liquor. All right, so the coffee this week is actually something I've really wanted on the show for a while. Uh, what we have is a bag of Ethiopia Whoosh Whoosh by Rebel Coffee. That's pretty fucking fun to say. Whoosh Whoosh. Uh, it was given a 96 rating and labeled as the top 10 coffee of 2020 by CoffeeReview.com. That is fucking significant. Uh, now that, you know, I've got a little more experience with the siphon brew and, and I'm confident enough to put something that's nice through it, I'm, I'm not worried about messing up this brew. By the way, it's $33 for a 12-ounce bag, so a little bit pricey, but, uh, you know, based on the description, the fact that it's, you know, a top 10 coffee, it's got 96 rating, probably fucking worth it. So uh, this description is a bit longer 
but I want to touch on it, you know, due to due to how cool the selection process was to get this particular bean. So, according to the company, the Whoosh Whoosh was, well, kind of odd looking as far as green coffee goes. This is due to the coffee's unique processing. A little bit more on that later. Over the years, as relationships are developed with importers, they tend to learn what kind of quality of coffee any given company is after. So, was this sent by accident? Regardless, the samples roasted up and set for blind evaluations the next day. Later, it was found out that the initial samples of the Whoosh Whoosh were only sent to select coffee roasters, of which Revel is humbled to be a part of. There are around four other Ethiopian coffees roasted up alongside the Whoosh Whoosh. Guess which one stood out the most? Was amazingly sweet, complex, rich, and delicious, our proverbial ugly duckling. The Whoosh Whoosh encompasses the entirety of the palate with amazing intensity and balanced syrupy body and fruit juice acidity. Of all the various floral and fruit notes one can pick out, the one that seems to come out on to the forefront the most as the cup cools is watermelon taffy. The finish is lasting and sweet like dehydrated fruit leather. Not only due to the skillful growing, this coffee likely owes much of the unique, unique flavor to its special processing and a 120-hour fermentation. So there we go. That's the, the unique process. Okay, so the heirloom coffee was collected from small farmers growing at an elevation of 1,900 meters in Sadama region and milled by Ker Chanshe Washing Station. I think I got that right. All right. So, well, after all that being said, I know that was a long description. Thanks for bearing with me. But, you know, I, I had to give this uh, I had to give this a, a proper introduction. But let's go ahead and give this bad boy a taste. All right. Wow, that's incredible. One thing I definitely do have the siphon brewing down. This is like a uh, best way to describe it is like a stronger cup of tea, although it's, it obviously still tastes like coffee. But wow. This is this is fantastic. So the watermelon, the taffy, the floral notes, everything is just popping. And that's one thing that this brewing method really does is it just draws out these these tasting notes and just makes them pop. So this is incredible. Uh, I don't know, man. This might be right up there with that uh, that Onyx Coffee Lab that I had. I think that they're they're probably they're probably fighting for uh, first place right now. But this is this is absolutely incredible. All right, next up, Noble Oak, Double Oak Bourbon. These guys are awesome, by the way. On the Instagram page, the second I posted the picture of the coffee and the uh, liquor next to each other, they immediately reposted and commented on it, so super cool of them. I appreciate it. Uh, this is bourbon whiskey finished with sherry oak staves or staves. I don't, I don't know how to pronounce that. Uh, so according to the company, most of the bourbon's character comes from the uh, wood. With Noble Oak, we elegantly marry two of the world's most coveted cask types. Uh, first, Time-honored methods are used to rest noble oak and charred new American white oak barrels. We've seen a lot of that in uh, previous uh, previous bourbons that we've had on the show. But then they do something different. They, uh, it, According to the company, then, through a proprietary finishing process, we add complexity using Spanish sherry oak staves. So this is the same wood used to craft the world's finest and rarest single malts. So the result is totally unique flavor that is elegantly balanced and bold. Notes of dried fruit, cherry, vanilla, and spice. So uh, th the other cool thing about the, the company is every bottle plants a tree. So that's super awesome. This bottle is going out to a listener. One of those, one of those just hard hitting listeners, man. This guy, this guy named uh, Fuller. He's been he's been uh, reposting episodes. He's been buying merch. He's been doing all sorts of stuff. And he was the first one to message me on the Instagram page and say, "Hey, did did anyone claim this?" And I was like, "No, nah, man, you got it." That he uh, 
he he's got it. So it's going to him. I'll I'll get a review from him and maybe post it on the Instagram page. But uh, that's where this bottle's going. All right. Well, coffee and liquor complete. So uh, you know, buckle up. This one's about to get bumpy. Uh, I guess what we should start with is you know. Let's let's start by addressing the elephant in the room, or, or well, I guess now it would be the lack of elephants in the room, right? Uh, before we get started, you know, remember I I, I identify as a AH sixty four Echo Guardian Apache helicopter, but also as a moderate that is, uh, you know, an infantry veteran studying psychology. Why did I just say that? Why am I bringing that up? To point out that I'm not an expert authority in politics. I'm just giving my opinion on what I see. Uh, we've already discussed the fact that I think that there was a significant fraud, media manipulation, and shady under-the-table shit occurring during the presidential election. And that under-the-table shit is actually pretty ironic considering there's video footage of ballot counters in Georgia pulling cases of ballots out from under tables after counting was supposed to uh, you know, cease. But anyway, I guess we should start with uh, you know the first bit of news, which is the Democrats now have a majority in the Senate and the House of Representatives. Uh, Georgia runoffs for majority in the Senate occurred, and it looked pretty good for the Republican candidates until mainly, uh, you know, blue counties began to stop their counts late in the night. At that point, (laughs) you know, I felt like I had seen this episode of voting in modern day America before and just went to bed, knowing that, you know, in the morning, uh, we we knew what was going on, who was going to be declared the winners. Flash forward and bam, Georgia's now a blue state. Uh, No thanks to the random people who moved here. (laughs) <laughs> to vote in our fucking election, the borderline harassing letters, phone calls, and texts from campaign agencies in other states, and of course, our good friends in the media. Uh, in addition to that, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris will be sworn in 46, as the 46th president and vice president of the United States of America. So what does this mean? Well, here's the primary concerns I hear from majority of the people I encounter. All right. They're afraid of strict gun regulations and Second Amendment infringements, increased taxes, federal COVID-19 mandates, and of course, the rise of democratic socialism, which uh, you know has become a popular political movement in the past few years. I cannot say what will happen. And am I happy there is no longer a balance of power in Washington? Absolutely not. But there's one thing I can say. When the economy begins to tank, unrest begins to grow, and people begin to lose their rights, there's not going to be uh, Orange Man to blame anymore. Can't just fucking point at him and say, Orange Man, bad, he did this. So... There's only going to be one party, and that's going to be who you get to fucking blame. So let's get this straight. I don't like how either party behaves, and I think that the people who are elected, and I'm throwing up air quotes right there uh, for obvious fucking reasons, that represent the people serve themselves, and they forget that we don't work for them. They work for us. So that statement right there is why I'm not particularly sympathetic about this next story, all right? And please don't think I'm saying we should or shouldn't all all be up in arms right now, but but hear me out, all right? So lawmakers were forced to evacuate the Capitol and stop the formal count of the 2020 presidential electoral college votes on January 6th after large groups of far-right groups took the complex and breached the building. Now, you guys may remember my opinion on looting, especially the looting that took place in retaliation for police brutality, but there's some key differences between that and this. First, the BLM riots lasted months, were only condemned by Republicans, encouraged by the media, and leftist candidates openly said that people should be rioting harder, should be should be really getting after it. So it wasn't condemned by politicians on the left. Uh, hundreds were injured. Buildings and businesses were destroyed. Okay, that's the BLM riots. Now, the Capitol riot lasted several hours, was condemned by both Republicans and Democrats, encouraged by only far-right groups, 
with like minute amounts of death, one federal building slightly dinged up, not destroyed, and no small businesses destroyed. So, yes, President Trump did call for protest for what he believes to be widespread voting conspiracy. And we've already identified that there was fraud, okay? Just how big that fraud goes is up to you to decide. But people took to the streets and showed up on the Capitol doorsteps because they truly believed their rights were being manipulated and reduced, you know? That's the thing about all this. And, and you see it in war, too. Both sides believe they're in the right, that they have the moral high ground, and the other side is evil. No one actually goes around saying, yeah, I'm the bad guy, and I know I'm fighting for evil, you know? Uh, however, what baffles me about this particular incident is now the media is condemning the protest when before the looting and protesting were considered to be justified on the principle of a, uh, you know, perceived law enforcement corruption. Like now the media is like, come on, man, we got to we got to feel sorry for these warmongering anti-liberty debt creating millionaires that get to decide just how free you are, man. It, it, blow, it blows my fucking mind. But of course. What do I know? I'm just a lowly citizen who's actually seen firsthand what a country overrun with limited freedoms, corruption, and tyranny look like. So, as always, though, I want you guys to decide for yourselves what you want this country to look like, how much you value your rights, and how much, uh, you know, the Constitution really matters. I'm, I'm one man, and honestly, can't do much besides say how I feel, and maybe that will resonate within someone else. I want to touch on one more thing as well. So Facebook has now censored President Trump's uh, Facebook account indefinitely, which regardless if you love or hate him, is fucking censorship, all right? I started bringing this up in the episode you got zucked, and I told you guys, and I hate to fucking say it, censorship's becoming the new fucking normal. Uh, they are a private company. They can do it, but that doesn't mean it's fucking right. According to USA Today, after originally planning to block pres President Donald Trump from posting to his Facebook and Instagram account for 24 hours, CEO Mark Zuckerberg said Thursday that the blocks have been extended indefinitely. We believe the risks of allowing the president to continue using our service during this period are simply too great, Zuckerberg wrote in a Facebook post Thursday. Therefore, we are extending the block we have placed on his Facebook and Instagram accounts indefinitely uh, and for at least the next two weeks until a peaceful transition of power is complete. So there you have it, folks. Free speech is no longer free, at least not on Facebook. Next, and this is the final topic, by the way. I want to discuss something that I've seen a lot over the past few years, and that is the death of masculinity. For some reason, it's become unacceptable for men to do things such as, you know, aspire to be the best physical, mental, and intellectual versions of themselves. The notion that men shouldn't be aggressive is lost, which is ironic because, you know, aggressive mentality has saved my life on countless occasions. Chivalry is dead, but that's not because, you know, men men just don't want to, you know, be chivalrous. It's because they're going to be accused of sexism if they do something like hold a door open or, or be called a bigot if they say sir or ma'am. Uh, now, one one belief I have that, you know, goes against this, this uh, stereotypical masculine uh, adult male ideology is that I do believe it's okay for men to openly communicate their feelings, cry or reach out for help. Uh, one thing that's all too common, especially in the military community, and it does extend out in the civilian world is that men believe that they can admit when they need help. And that that's on society, too. Uh, remember, it happened to me and the men who were supposed to have my back in combat turned theirs on me when I admitted I needed help. So, you know, here's what I think. And it's it's a wild fucking belief. We combine that that barrel chested football playing, beard growing, weightlifting, aggressive fucking alpha male mentality with an acceptance for men needing an emotional outlet and accepting that, you know, while they are men. They're still human. They still have feelings. They, they still need to communicate those feelings. It's healthy, right? 
What's funny is, <laughs> and what made me want to talk about this is actually the fact that Twitch banned the word simp from their servers, which is complete fucking bullshit. But anyway, you know, if I, if I see a dude simping after a chick's OnlyFans or, or begging for a crumb of pussy, like a fucking peasant on Instagram, I fucking tell him what he's doing. Why? Because that's what the kings fucking do, right? And, and that's what I'm challenging you guys to do this year. Have a fucking king mentality, right? Compliment your fucking bros. Uh, become goal-oriented. Start that fucking business. Get off the fucking dating apps. Get your fucking mental health together. Make objectives each day and hit those fucking objectives with with mental or physical strength, whichever one it takes, as hard as you fucking can. Uh, you know, be an example of what masculinity looks like without the toxicity. Side note, I'm going to continue sitting with my legs open or manspread because it's fucking comfortable and I don't like my ball sticking to my fucking leg. So... Here's what I got to say, and I've been saying a lot to my buddies, but, you know, I'll say it on the podcast. 2021 is the year kings become kings again. So don't don't act like a fucking boss with nothing to show for it, all right? Fucking become one, because you, king, are fucking royalty. You know, another reason I bring this up is uh, uh, someone messaged me on the Instagram page, someone I don't know, and, and, and said, beard's looking full, king. And I was like, that's a really fucking, you know, random but awesome compliment to get. And I did just switch beard products. I was like, fuck. Someone's noticing. That's a fucking awesome, man. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I responded. And I was like, thanks, dude. That, that actually means a lot. I appreciate it. And his response was, I think we need to normalize dudes complimenting other dudes. And I, I'm fucking 100% behind that shit, you know? Like, guys need to fucking compliment other guys. Let them know they're doing fucking right. Let them know when they're doing fucking wrong. Have each other's fucking backs, you know? Build up that fucking brotherhood mentality that I think I think has died over the past few years. I think it's I think it's kind of disappeared and a lot of that has to do with again the death of the average american male so if you choose to ignore everything i've said in this podcast so far i want you to at least listen to this part all right and i'm addressing males because it seems like this is mainly a male issue all right if you feel like you need help if you feel like you can't reach out if you feel hopeless depressed uh sad fucking let it out reach out to your fucking buddies Get help. Get enrolled in therapy. That's one of the best things I fucking ever did for myself, all right, is I fucking admitted I needed help, and I went and got it, all right? Uh, once you once you do that, that's a, that's a groundwork. That's a fucking foundation. As soon as you get that shit set up, then you can move on with your life and, becoming, and become the best version of yourself that you can possibly fucking be, all right? Just whatever you do, don't be a fucking simp, all right? Please, please don't be a fucking simp. That's all I ask. All right, well, that should be enough to get the, uh, you know, degenerate drinking coffee listener demographic uh, <laughs> probably more narrowed down. I should get multiple hate messages in my inbox and maybe, just maybe, a spicy little thread of some kind. You know, a boy can dream after all. Uh, if you liked what you heard or want to hear more, go ahead and share this podcast with a friend. If you fucking hated it and hate me for it, then just know I don't even know who you are. And I really don't give a fuck. So that's all I've got. Thanks again, and I'll catch you next time on Degenerate Shrinking Coffee.